It's Olivia here, Beauty in the Bird, podcast that brings you all things science, skincare, and beauty right here in St. Petersburg, Florida. I have a really special treat for you guys today. We have a guest, our first guest on our series, and that guest is here with me today, Zachary Carpenter. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having (laughs) me on. I appreciate it. It's about time we had you on for a podcast. Um, So, Zach is here. He is our in-house tattoo artist and paramedical Mm -hmm. tattoo artist. He's going to be talking to us a little bit about what he does in the tattoo room, but also I wanted to have him on to kind of talk about men in skincare. I feel like that's a topic not touched on enough. So, we'll jump into some of the questions here. Um, So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Zach. What are you into outside of tattooing and how did you kind of come about getting into tattooing? I actually do a lot of stuff outside of tattooing, a little more extreme, sporty. I try to take everything to the max, so to speak. This is true. (laughs) I have seen it firsthand, y'all. No, I'd love anything with a board, skateboarding, snowboarding. I just grew up doing all that. Is that kind of the industry or the sports, if you will, that got you into tattooing? Did you notice a lot of tattoos? athletes and stuff yeah actually i grew up racing motocross too with my dad my sister and just my family and everybody like that so obviously in the motocross scene they all have tattoos all the pros all the amateurs everybody has them shout out to uh your dad shout out to kurt he is single (laughs) y'all oh snap (laughs) bring it in on kurt no but my dad just He's always had a bunch of tattoos, and I always thought they were the coolest thing, whether, you know, I would draw on myself, and I would get in trouble and have to wash them off at the end of the day, but his just stayed, and they were always just awesome, whether he got in trouble for getting them or not. Okay, now I've told this story before to other people, and I don't know if anyone believes me, but can you tell us the story of the first tattoo you gave yourself? I wanted a tattoo, obviously, because it was just around it all the time. But I was very underage, maybe, I don't even know, 10, 11, somewhere around there. And I just wanted a tattoo. So we were actually at Walmart, and I told my mom that I wanted Indian ink to do some drawing in my room. But I actually, I was setting up a makeshift tattoo kit. The old Indian ink trick, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, just a straight-up safety pin that I sharpened on a knife sharpener thinking it could make it even sharper and some Indian ink and I would hang out at night under the lamp in the living room like a creep and I would just tattoo the my inner arm oh my god you guys um full disclosure (laughs) do not attempt that at home that is not skincare safe (laughs) as awesome as I was it definitely definitely not ideal yeah and it's uh actually stitches and MX for motocross oh to make God. even, so even cool, more badass. So cool. So tell us a little bit. So your title is tattoo artist and paramedical tattooing. What is the difference between those two? A lot of people aren't aware of the difference between paramedical and what it is when it comes to tattooing. Yeah, let's see. Paramedical tattooing is very similar to tattooing itself, like a conventional tattoo as far as techniques and applications and stuff like that. It's just 
a little bit more of a procedure because it's not just taking a cool piece of artwork and lining it and coloring, shading it and making it look awesome. It's actually camouflaging and correcting skin imperfections or things that people would like to hide or enhance in certain ways. Yeah, definitely. And you do also the areola and nipple reconstruction tattoos, which is so revolutionary that that is available nowadays and that itself is also a little bit more of a procedure um, definitely having to match their ideals and what they're looking for absolutely and conventional tattooing meaning mm, like a toad on my arm exactly (laughs) a dragon so you do it all definitely how many years do you think you've been tattooing uh i did my first tattoo on skin besides 10 yeah, besides <laughs> when that, you were 10. <laughs> and doing one on my brother that I got in a lot of trouble for. Oh but my uh, God. Uh, besides that, I did my first tattoo on skin um, two days before my 18th birthday, which is, I don't know. Yeah, you're old. A long time. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, been, it's been about 12 years doing it professionally in a shop full time, 12 years. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, skincare in the tattoo world, because obviously having a good skincare routine probably helps the healing process of your tattoo, I can imagine. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny because a lot of us forget that skincare goes below the jawline, guys. Like we have skin on all of our bodies. (laughs) So, you know, it's important. organ. Yeah. It's important to take care of all of it. So what are some bad skincare habits that you've seen? Like do people ever like over exfoliate Mm. or they don't exfoliate and their skin's flaky? What are some preps they can do? I would say up in New York. I really didn't see a whole lot of issues with people's skin, so to speak. It was more of their habits, like outside of it, whether they just had a bad diet or smoking or something like that. But definitely down here in Florida, the main problem that I see is sun-related. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can imagine. And just a reminder, guys, what you put into your body does affect your skin. I think a lot of people forget that, you know, your diet habits, your lifestyle habits, smoking, especially. Um, I can't even imagine how that can affect the outcome of your tattoo as well. But definitely the sun damage down here. Oh, my goodness. You guys, sun can really take a toll on your skin quickly. It doesn't matter how young you are. We are exposed to a lot of UV radiation down here and that is going to age your skin so fast i treat various young clients under the age of 40 even that have you know a lot of uh sun damage like the skin um the sunspots hyperpigmentation um it's really cancer it's i mean it's inevitable down here in florida that you're going to be exposed to too much sun absolutely i've had people cancel and reschedule appointments due to too much sun exposure sunburn or they come in and they're just pale pink and I'm like, we can't do it today. You know, it's a, it's going to be super painful and it's obviously not going to heal properly. It's just causes a bunch of problems. Yeah. So, um, a couple of questions that we have here kind of in regards to men in the skincare world. So you yourself, you love getting facials. You are all about skincare, but I remember a specific story you told me one time about, 
you know, when you were younger and you struggled with acne. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. And you had, um, it was probably hormonal. I'm assuming you were mm-hmm. a teenager. Yeah. And you were wearing a helmet and you had long yeah. hair. I think yeah. it was hot, though. I actually <laughs> started growing. I used to spike my hair. My dad and I, again, shout out to Kurt. What's up? <laughs> we used to spike our hair because it was big in the MX scene in the 90s. We would spike our entire head. And we would, at the beginning of the summer, we would dye our whole heads blonde. So by the end of the year, we would have frosted tips. Who remembers that? Oh, my God. (laughs) So no wonder your skin was breaking out. (laughs) But anyway, so that being said, like hairspray and gel all over my face. And and wearing a sweaty helmet. Yeah, sweaty helmet, sweaty hat. So Mm -hmm. then I I started growing my hair out to hide my my forehead, you know, because Because I had bad acne. And then, of course, when I had my hair to that final length that it actually looked good it started spreading to my entire face which not ideal yeah and it's so crazy to me because you know when we see younger clients struggling with acne especially when it comes to boys versus girls when we see a girl struggling with acne we immediately you know we're like oh she needs to see a dermatologist she should see an esthetician but when we see the boys we don't approach it the same way yeah you just say they're going through puberty it's just what it happens right exactly you're kind of almost like expected to just go through it maybe because you're a boy which is silly i mean did anybody ever bring up to you esthetician skincare anything i mean i don't think so as far as seeing somebody it was kind of like figure out what works at home and I actually did have my stepmom she actually bought me proactive back oh god yeah (laughs) back when it was a thing back before we knew how bad it was for us oh my god (laughs) the intense drying ingredients and steroids (laughs) is it supposed to burn I guess so Uh, yeah that whole saying if it's burning it's working not always guys Exactly. (laughs) but it is crazy to me that you know a lot of younger clients I would say back in the day didn't have the same approach to their skin which is so odd to me and it's crazy because now I'm seeing I do treat um, minor clients teenage clients that deal with acne and I have some young men that are so excited to come in and get a facial and it is you know it's exciting to me too because I don't understand where the stigma was created that skincare was only for girls or for women I'm not sure you know where that stemmed from yeah I'm not sure and I think nowadays that everybody has a phone and they're all over Instagram they can see that you know they're right they have an online presence that oh, they yeah. don't want acne they don't want you know they right. want to look great right exactly. back then it was just what you did you went through it you grew out of it you know so it's yeah back then it was almost like it was just a girly thing yeah, but nothing exactly. about your skincare should be considered no, girly we all have all. skin <laughs> yeah not at all it should all be taken care of so if you um were younger and somebody had approached you about possibly having a facial would you have been open to it or would you have considered it a girly no I think I would have I think I would have done it yeah and you never had to take any prescription medications right yeah and that's another one with the younger clients that I see so often they go to dermatology and the first thing that dermatologist does is throw a prescription at them and there is so many other resources that can be looked at before jumping to that extreme uh, measure so I definitely think luckily you didn't have to do Accutane no yeah, but I definitely don't understand the stigma behind men seeing skincare as girly. Yeah. Now you, now as a grown adult, you do have great skin, but you love coming in for treatments. Do you find it to be still girly today? I don't think so. I think it's awesome. You know, every guy needs some time to theirself, whether it's, you know, just hanging out, playing video games. Some people do that and other people like to just relax. And I honestly love getting facials. 
and I would I tell people about it all the time all my clients you know and you have the biggest burly biker men with beards and everything and they're like you know I could do that <laughs> so I think it's just doing it and experiencing it and just feeling how amazing it is feeling how amazing your skin is afterwards and yeah and I mean it cracks me up because it's almost like the idea of having glowing bright skin is like a girl thing yeah. but it's like wouldn't you rather yeah. have glowing bright skin yeah. and not yeah. like dingy dull exactly. thick <laughs> and trust me i mean i get compliments on my face too like you have such great skin and you wouldn't know that that i had acne back then and it's just i do love taking care of my skin i love getting compliments on my skin and my hair you yeah. Know. Now, if we're being honest, though, babe, I know for a fact that you're not at home doing a 12-step routine. Do that you think? <laughs> do you think it has anything to do with the fact that skincare is not introduced to boys and to men as they're younger? Do you think had you had a routine younger that maybe that's something you would have carried on if it had seemed more normal for yeah, boys? Definitely. Yeah, because I see so many men that you know they jump in the shower with their all-in-one 12-step <laughs> shampoo, yep. <laughs> clean. Exactly. face body balls all of that <laughs> get it all one but sponge one soap right but it's almost like you start to see now more and more men like leaning over towards their significant others routine yeah. i see you do it every yeah, now and then exactly. that looks fun what is that that right. looks amazing and it's almost like if we had introduced this sooner yeah. you know that's something that would have been normalized yeah. versus it being so girly to so many people exactly and i do have clients that do have a night routine as men you know they sure it's not a 12 step but they you know they cleanse yeah. they put mm -hmm. some moisturizer on both morning and night and their face looks amazing and they don't think it's weird at all yeah and do you think you know I see a lot of brands now and day trying to market like their specific line towards men like they're right. almost like creating um a like separate category for men's skincare, which in in my mind as an esthetician is ludicrous. That seems so pointless. Yeah. I don't understand why a man can't use the same product yeah, that exactly. isn't labeled for men. Do exactly. you think that uh, kind of affects the way men look at skincare as well? I think so. I mean, not every brand is pink and gold and pretty, right. you know, yeah. but they try to dull it down. They use grays and blues. Right. And, you know, put the word chainsaw in there somewhere just to chainsaw. get chainsaw. <laughs> Just it's to your get chainsaw yeah. serum, y'all. <laughs> Lumberjack yeah. serum. Just to get men into it. Which right. I understand that not every man wants to get a facial and they think it is yeah. girly, but I like you're just saying, like not every should... woman wants to get a facial, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. I just, like you said, if it was introduced earlier on and it wasn't looked as girly, then more men would. Yeah. And I see even now with my younger teenage male clients, they will get excited to come in for their treatments. And then they'll ask me like, what can I do use at home to keep up yeah. with this? And I'm so glad that that is becoming normalized. Yeah. And you know, the frou-frou products that we see over the counter, those are going to be, you know, the aesthetically pleasing products that are trying to appeal to a more feminine market, which is unfortunate because I definitely think if all branding from everywhere would kind of come together with like a uniform unisex marketing strategy it wouldn't be looked at as so girly in today's time as well right. and I mean it's kind of like in the tattoo world I mean when I first started getting tattooed I was young I was 16 and it was looked at as a tomboy it was looked oh, at yeah, as boyish absolutely. you know girls having tattoos where I came from was definitely frowned upon and I definitely got a lot of stares as I was growing up yeah. and it's so 
great to be in a place now, in a time and place where tattoos are looked at now as artwork. And it's not like, you know, oh, you must be an outlaw or a felon. Everywhere from 18-year-old girls getting their first tattoo just to, I tattooed a 62-year-old woman the other day for her first time. And she just got a cute little bouquet of flowers. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah. So it's definitely changing even in the short time that I've been tattooing. Yeah. And I really feel like skincare like advanced skincare and facials and you know self awareness of that is definitely on the uprise to yeah i totally agree now this is kind of a a weird question but do you think that if the environment of the facility that men were going to were more unisex in their aesthetic that they would feel more comfortable going because i mean don't get me wrong you guys i love the color pink i've got pink everywhere you know i have a pink rug right when you walk in my door does that throw people off you think as a man would you feel uncomfortable with that i personally wouldn't because i'm the same way i love pink yeah you, you do know, love pink I, <laughs> we have a lot of know, pink at our house <laughs> I, yeah exactly i love furry things and pink and a bunch of blankets and pillows so i know there are guys out there that are super manly and you know they don't necessarily need it to be like in the middle of a garage all greasy or whatever oh my god i'm dead like in an axe throwing place doing facials (laughs) (laughs) exactly but i definitely do think that it's just i don't know how to put it like it doesn't scare them away but it's like yeah, that's girly stuff, right? You know, right? Yeah, I men are. I always joke because I have a lot of clients that will send me their husbands or their boyfriends, right. and they, you know, want them to get a facial, and they come in here, and the first thing they say all the time is, "My wife made me come here." Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you know, you if you don't, don't want to be here, be you don't here have homes. to be here. Yeah. So I definitely think um, it's it's just such an awkward subject for them for some reason, just to literally yeah. have their face cleaned properly. Yeah, it's like somebody doing something for them i don't know men are strange you, know. <laughs> you guys are strange creatures <laughs> can't live with them can't live without uh, them you guys <laughs> exactly all right so i have a couple more questions here yeah. um this is kind of uh more like fun just questions that um get asked frequently but what is your favorite tattoo style Ooh, that's a good one i actually have clients that ask me that too it's tough to say just because I love doing so many different styles, there's so many different tattoos out there. With growing popularity, you know, there's so many styles just expanding and getting more popular. But I just, I love everything from solid wall-to-wall color to black and gray, you know, I just cute, tiny, little, dainty, single-line things on the back of your arm, all the way up to, like, full-back demon pieces (laughs) (laughs) rock and roll yeah exactly (laughs) i love doing so many different styles and that's i feel like it keeps tattooing fun and you can just so many yeah Yeah. exactly so many different clientele yeah exactly Mm -hmm. all the way from like like i was saying earlier 18 year olds getting their first tattoos with their friends getting cute little things all the way up to like i said bikers getting you know just skulls and flames and stuff (laughs) i like doing a lot of things but if i had to choose one thing that i really enjoyed doing was um little pup portraits oh yeah the dog portraits oh yeah yeah. Yeah. you're really known for those yeah they are so freaking cute and realistic i love how you're able to get so much detail into such a small piece it's amazing yeah like times are changing with tattooing and you know they have artists out there that will still tell you that it has to be huge to get all that detail in there but 
with a big tattoo comes more time, which more times more money, you know. So if you can offer all that detail in a sm tiny little small form factor, it would just be more affordable. More people would want to get it, and you can show it off like a little piece of jewelry. And I feel like it just like is timeless having yeah. like this small little piece versus like a massive back piece of your dog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're not taking up a bunch of real estate because there are people out there that are still scared of getting big tattoos, you know, whether it's personal or, you know, their job or anything like that. So getting a tiny little portrait of their pet is just awesome. I love doing those. Awesome. And, you know, this is kind of um, a goofy question because we have similar services in the fact that we, you know, work on the skin on two different people. But right. we are a 420 friendly city and I have a lot of clients that come in here that like to smoke before they come in for their facial and just kind of relax through the whole treatment. Right. But it's different in the tattoo world, isn't it? Yeah, good question. That one's, that one's tough. I have people that ask me that, too. Um in my experience, I would say that smoking before your appointment almost makes you more aware of how painful it is. You yeah, know, it's like not that it's your yeah, it's not like super painful, but people, you're sitting still, you can't move, you know, you can't talk with your hands, you can't laugh and joke around excessively. So the only thing you can focus on is what I'm doing, and it's usually painful. Yeah. And full disclosure, guys, um, smoking is not condoned because it's not healthy. It can lead to yeah. cancer, but it also can affect your skin. So if you are 420 friendly, opt for some gummies, some yes. chocolates, yes. but do not take the whole chocolate like I did that one time. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I do have people that do take edibles, you know, yeah. before mm -hmm. their tattoo, during their tattoo. And I've never had any bad side effects with that. Nobody's ever been super fidgety or say that it hurts, but, you know. Some people get really paranoid on smoking weed. Right, right. And sometimes they do get paranoid, like, I'm during the mess tattoo. up. Yeah, oh, God. I, it's insane. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they're the opposite of relaxed. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. Unfortunately. And you guys remember smoking does inhibit your body's natural healing process. So the more you are smoking post-procedure, mm -hmm. you're going to experience a rough heal. Yeah. And if you're smoking cigarettes, just stop. Yeah, you guys, it's 2022. Like, we're not smoking cigarettes yeah, anymore. Just stop. Put the vape pen down. <laughs> yeah, and the vape. All right, you guys. Well, this has been awesome getting to have you on my podcast, babe. I'm yeah. looking forward to it all week. So I'm super Appreciate excited you got to come in. And Zachary Carpenter, you guys, we'll be uh, checking you back for next week's episode. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it.